Hello and welcome to another Owls 24-7 podcast. Uh, tough weekend of football, especially for the South Florida sports fans. <laughs> hey, Miami didn't lose. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess <laughs> certain popular. No one on this podcast would care. Uh, but um, yeah, I, it, it's so bad that I just, in the second half of the Dolphins game, I started re-watching the FAU game. Like that, think about this. Rewatching the FAU game was less painful than what the Dolphins were producing in the second half. I think you're uh, a masochist. Yeah, it's. <laughs> hey, I, I rewatched the games for the people. I'm trying to have a little bit more knowledge of what goes on. Um, it was a tough one. It, it it felt like it felt like we watched three different games. Um, you know, I, I I felt like you know for. First, let me say this. Uh, I, I got a lot in for being at a wedding. The whole cocktail hour was a torturous endeavor for me. <laughs> and I will say this. FAU did score on the fourth and three play uh, to, to Wester, like right as everyone started walking down the aisle. And I, I, had, to, I had to really hold it because <laughs> I was pretty excited. And we tied the game at that point. And I was like, okay. You know, uh, despite the slow start, we kind of look like the better team. You know, we spotted them those points and, you know, we could talk about that. But FAU came out and started about as disastrous as they could. Uh, UAB went on their scripted drive, uh, you know, and they kind of got one. They got that first. It was pretty much their best drive of the game. Um, You know, you have the interception from Kosey. Uh, and then the fumble, which I, I don't think it was on Kosey. I think that was on Ford, Kevin. Did you get that feeling from watching it? Uh, the, the, uh, the, the fumble. The fumble, the yeah. I, yeah. I've looked at that a few times. And I've tried to blame, like, who is at fault for that. And it looks like a delayed handoff where you're kind of pulling at the last second. But I, I, don't, like, I don't even want to blame it on anyone. I think that's just poor communication from everyone. Yeah, and it, just poor execution, and that's that's one of those things where it's like it doesn't happen often, but when it happens, it's disastrous every single time. Yeah, well, they actually, you know, well, I mean, after the first interception, they blocked the field goal, so the defense came up big, which is kind of a common theme we'll talk about in this podcast. Um, and you know, then the fumble, and you go down, but you know, they came right back down and scored, you know. Uh, then the next drive, they came right back down at score. They were hitting, you know, uh, McCammon on wheel routes. They were getting Western involved. Uh, Burton was making some catches. TJ Chase forced a pass interference. So, you know, it was looking like, uh, you know, they, they were starting to take control of this game early. Yeah. It, it looked like early on FAU was the better football team. There's no other way around that. After those first two drives where you, you know, where you go, oh my Lord, what a disaster. And yet you're only down 14, nothing. Like you could, you could have very well been down 21, nothing. And so, you know, after that, I think you saw in Kosey Perry get a little bit more comfortable in the, in, in the game plan. And he was really executing the read option, the, the zone read that they've run really well this season. He was executing well. The, the, the running game was finding minor holes, the, the passing game was really working and it just seemed like everyone was comfortable. And then I don't know if you, if, if we want to go this far right now, but obviously the, the play that everyone knows happened 
happened and it just derailed everything from that point on. Yeah. I, I want to say this, like that, that second touchdown drive was 16 plays, 80 yards, you know, um, they weren't running the ball great, but they were doing enough. Uh, I like some of those packages with the three bat, the three running backs in the backfield, um, you know, to try and get Larry out there who only had three carries again, you know, that that's an issue. Uh, but he did catch the ball. Uh, it's something I'd like, you know, to see even more of. Uh, and then, you know, this, I'm just going to say it, this was the game, you know, the, the, the drive you're going, you're driving, uh, you have a seconded goal and, you know, you score and you're going up 21, uh, 21 to 17 at half and the game flips 14 points. Uh It's, that was disastrous that was the game we could argue about oh we lost by three touchdowns uab dominated they didn't dominate us they didn't dominate they didn't they didn't didn't dominate like uab had 306 yards of total offense and you could say oh the turnovers well you know uab was not moving the ball at some pace that's at you don't see in a normal college football game right they're always get they're good enough where they're going to get some plays but they were not and fau was on their third consecutive touchdown drive at that point and yeah. that play happened and it's just it changed I mean, look, look the the reality of it is reality of it is is and thanks to stat broadcast for having a stat 12 total drives for uab average field position of the 41 they had drives where they started at fau's 47 uab uh, the, the midfield uh the 40 um you had a driver you started at fau's 46 and you had obviously the, the end of game drive, which we're not going to count for, for obvious reasons where they just kneeled the ball three times. Uh, you started at the FAU 38. You had, they had drives where they started off in perfect field position where the offense didn't need to do much. And it put the defense in a situation where from the beginning of the game, they were having to play catch up. And, you know, was, was some of it their fault? Yes. Did, did I don't, I, I think it, like, it's again, the, the defense played well, but they, they obviously didn't play well at points where they need to probably play a little bit better. But it, this goes back to, you know, if you score a touchdown that last drive right before half, you're up 21-17 going into halftime. And, and, and what happens based off of that? Yeah. We've I, seen I, I, FA's offense, they could not – they depend on running the ball to move the ball. Mm-hmm. And once that's, you go that's down, their identity. Yes. And even if it's not going great, even if the running is, as you saw in those drives, they weren't gashing UAB running the ball, but they were still moving the ball because it was a threat. The play action, it helps the O-line, which we'll get into here in a second. Uh, it, it, it helps the O-line. It keeps, the, you know, the defenders just can't tee off. When a defensive lineman has to commit to their run responsibilities, it hurts, you know, in their pass rushing abilities. Yes. It's, and once we went down and then, you know, at the second half, we, you know, we cut back, we drive the ball again, miss the field goal. I, I will do a little bit of criticism there. <sighs> Thought we should have went for it. Was it, what was it like fourth and three? Fourth and seven. It was 44 yard field goal. I mean, anything over 40 yards in college, it's like, yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's a crapshoot. Unless you have one of the best kickers in college football where, like last year, uh, for example, Miami had Jose Borgales 
they could kick a 44-yard field goal and feel comfortable with it. But most teams don't have a kicker like Jose Borgales or, you know, a kicker like uh, Evan McPherson from Florida last year, where they, where, you know, you trot him out for a 44-yard, and I think it seems really funny you mentioned Evan McPherson giving me missed two kicks today. But, like, when you have a guy like that where you trust him to kick a 44-yard field goal, that's an easy field goal to take. But FAU doesn't have a kind of guy like that. Most college teams don't have a guy like that, you know. I, I would have liked to see him a little get a little bit more aggressive, but I don't blame him for kicking the field goal there. I think, he, you know, you missed the field goal, but it's probably the right decision at the time. I, I don't know. I mean, it's – you're down 10. You yeah, get it, you if you get it, it you, you get to a field goal. But, you know, nonetheless, at that point, that's when we exchanged, you know, fumble, interception. Uh, and that's kind of like when, I guess, Perry was quote-unquote pulled at that point. Yeah. Uh, Taggart said he was hurt. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I believe that completely, but I mean, it, it could have been a it's possible. You're not it's playing possible good today. He was the, hurt and they, they didn't want to risk it, but yeah. But also it's not like I try, you know, I not like Trotty went in there and I don't think he got a first out at three drives. Actually he did not. No, one first out. Yeah. They had, they, they had uh three and out. Three and out, three and out on three of four drives. Yeah. They so, gained negative two yards on three so drives. That's losing Once this football. team goes down 31-14, they are not built to lie back. To, this, this is the same thing with Air Force. We are not built to get in the shotgun and say we are going to throw it every single down. And we do not have – the guns for that the offense can be plenty explosive in its regular pattern but i'm just gonna let you know you guys could we could talk coaching and and play calling and everyone wants to blame playing calling and coaching and this and that we do not it, there's a couple places refa you just does not have the guys okay the old line the old line is not it's just they're they're average they're below average let's just talk about some stats here okay um yesterday marquise robinson and chaz noel gave up a combined 16 quarterback pressures. That is, that is like disastrous. An average, an average pro football focus grade. Okay. Like what would be considered an average game uh, for like an offensive lineman would be anything over sixties, like a 60 kind of score, you know, high sixties. Right. Um, Chaz Neal had a 17.3. Uh, Marquise Robinson had a 24.5. That is like, that is, that's, I mean, I, the nine quarterback pressures, uh, you know, it wasn't even worse. Nick Weber, you know, was credited allowing three sacks yesterday. Kabar Bell, too. Uh, he's, not, he's a better run blocker. You have a not a full bye week, Kevin, but and I know some of the backups are banged up. But man, I want to see some changes. I just I, I think it's and I need to go back and watch the game. So don't take this as a uh, an indictment of this game in particular or any struggles on the offensive line. But uh, and Lane Kiffin famously said this, not really famously, but said this after a game where. I think FAU had a lot of like 11 sacks to a team. He pretty much said not every one of those sacks is on the offensive line. The quarterback's got to get the ball out quicker. 
the quarterback's got to get the ball out. Uh, you know, the, the quarterback has to dump the ball off, has to throw the ball away, has to live to see another down. I, I don't know if that's entirely what the situation was against the UAB because it looked like there were situations where, you know, the offensive line struggled hold up and then, you know, guys got burned. And, you know, at that point, Cozy Perry was running for his life or Bictrani was running for his life or, you know, they, they were trying to have to create out of, out of the pocket, out of script. But there were also times where Nikosi Perry has to get the ball out quicker. You can't be holding the ball for three or four seconds, especially when we know what, offense, what FAU's offensive line was. You know, they haven't magically become bad or they, mag- they magically hadn't become good. They're probably about an average above, maybe slightly above average offensive line. Like they're uh, they're below average line. at this point. They're, they're okay. below average. But again, I, you're, I, you're, looking, you're looking at like really two games here. You're looking at the... The Florida game where Chaz Neal really struggled and the UAB game where Chaz Neal really struggled. In between those two games, sandwich in between those weeks, two, three, four, and I believe five, because this would have been week six, Chaz Neal was not the problem. Chaz Neal had not been the problem for four weeks. Like I showed, yes, while he had, while he had been bad before that in one game, I, I just think that it's like, it's not entirely fair to go, well, we need to blow the, blow the entire ship up and change the offensive line completely. Hey, they are not getting to the second level. Well, we can always talk about the run blocking. They are not getting to the second level. I mean, there was a play where yesterday um, Malcolm Davis was just met by a linebacker. And, it, and I'm like, how, where did that guy come from? I, 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 and I ran it back. And you just see Marquise Robinson's extended arms lunging for him, try to just get in front of him. And if Marquise Robinson makes that block, Malcolm Davidson picks up 15 yards. And then you get in tempo. There is something not happening there with those guys. We just don't. I And, and you know what? The backups, I, I, I'm not saying that the backups are better. Um, again, I know, I'm not going to say it, but I know some guys are, some of the backups are kind of banged up. All right. And they, they had some, you know, there, there is a little bit of, they have a lot of interior offense alignment. There was a lot of depth issues on the tackles. Okay. Let's just talk about what Chaz deal is. He transferred here from Florida state. Okay. Where he couldn't, he, he basically was going to be the third straight tackle on a really bad offensive line. Okay. Power five. Okay. I get it. And Chaz Neal looks the part and he's still young. Okay. And he comes here, no spring, no summer starts but i just so but here's here's my thing again with this shane is he was good for four weeks you know if if we want to use if we if we want to use pff grades yes he was you know and look i've always been a one of those guys where pff isn't telling the entire story all the time but georgia southern had a pass block rate of 76.6 fordham had a a pass block rate of 68.9 well i'm not even gonna count fordham I'm just not even counting. Uh, Air Force, he had a pass block rate of 57, which yes That's is bad, good. but it's not. It's not that bad, Shane. I've seen worse. I've seen way worse. I, 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 just, I you have a bye week going into it, and I think just you know just to kind of move on, and, it, and I see what you're saying. You know, it, it's I, not- I don't uh, look. I don't disagree with opening up the competition. I do. I never disagree with opening up the competition. I think that there should be an open competition on the offensive line. Yes. I think that you should you should go into this bye week. You should go into this what a week and a half break that you have before Charlotte and go. All five positions are open. 
winner wins it. Yeah, I don't really know who takes it, um, but you know, like you know, I, I also don't think on health, but I think you know, guys like Ectavage and Devin Hayes and stuff, and some of these young guys. I mean, I just, you know, I, it, it, I also it, don't. Does Nick Webb? Does Nick Weber just keep center the center position? Because I, he was again, atrocious yesterday. This is, but this is exactly what I told you again. Is where is the communication coming from on the offensive line? And I told you this before the show started. Uh, is where is the communication coming from the, from, uh, from the offensive line? Because, look, the quarterback's not going to be calling out stunts or blitzes. That's always the job of the offensive line. And any single football team at pretty much any level, the job is going to be on the offensive line to call out those stunts, those blitzes. Uh, you know, if, if, if there's a guy coming off the edge on a cornerback or a safety blitz, it's up the offensive line to call that. So who is the player who is calling that for FAU? Is it Desmond Noel? Is it Nick Weber or is it, I think it's probably between those two. They've been here the longest. They played the longest. Uh, you know, they obviously were guys who were highly talked about during camp as leaders. So which one of them is calling out the blitzes? Because I think you can't, whatever you do, you can't bring him out the lineup. Even yeah. if he was bad, because you don't want to have a new communicator. Uh, I, again, uh, we could, I understand you're saying, I, I just think there has to be some changes. They, you know, FAU's run game, FAU's offense just depends too much of the run game to, I don't know, we'll see. I, I, I'm trying the same five guys out there sometimes isn't the solution either. Um, kind of moving on, Kevin, I do want to talk about the defense in this. I, I thought they played as well as they could yesterday, okay? Now, there is one thing missing with the defense, and I will say this. Outside of Evan Anderson, they're not that big up front. We've been through this. They're just, they're not. They're just not, you know, I, I, I think Chase Lassiter, he's been good at his job at right outside line or kind of playing the edge. He'd probably rather play inside. You know, he, he, he like he does his job there. They are really missing a and McCarthy pass rusher. You know, they had one sack yesterday. It came from a corner. All right. Um, outside of Evan Anderson putting some pressure up in the middle, there really wasn't a ton. Um, there were some times where they had all day. I mean, just like, uh, like times I've watched, like, you know, where Tom Brady just stands back there for it, what feels like two minutes. Oh, the entire Dolphins game. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying career wise, like they just know <laughs> pressure. They just, Evan Anderson got some up the middle. Now granted, you know, again, this is when you're the team losing, it's not going to be conducive for, you know, Joyner just pinning his ears back or Lasseter pinning their ears back and just go get after the quarterback. But I think that's the one thing this defensive line is missing is kind of like a Leighton McCarthy that can just, you know, come around the edge. It's kind of like that final piece. and They just don't have one right now. So I, I, I just want to say this, and I do agree that the defensive line needs to be bigger, I think is what the, the reality of it is. They need to be bigger. They need to be stronger. My biggest problem with the defense right now is they're very talented as a defensive unit. You have a really good secondary. You have a really solid linebacking core, and you have some guys up front. My problem is that this team, and I don't know what the reasoning for it is, but this team just can't seem to get off the field on critical third downs. And it's not like it's third down and one and third down and two. It's third down and seven, third down and eight, third down and 15. 
I yeah, know well, the quarterback run yesterday, I killed us. Like, so I, I, I've, I've said this before in this podcast, complimentary football is how you win football games by playing complimentary football on offense on on defense and on special teams. You win all three phases. You usually win the football game. Uh, so yes, the defense, the offense did FAU's defense no favors last night, or yesterday. Excuse me. Uh, there's no other way around that statement. But no, there but also the defense has to did be- everything they did in the second. I mean, let's also be real. Dylan Hopkins went 12, 13 to twenty four for a buck seventy three. But but Shane Shane, I'm looking at this right now. I'm looking at this right now because I, I started looking at this. Uh, FAU or UAB's first touchdown came on a third and thirteen. Yeah. Uh, they had obviously the big quarterback run by Dylan Hopkins of uh, 16 yards on a third and 13. Uh, I'm trying to see where that was. Did that? I think that might have ended up in a touchdown or a field goal. A field goal. End up in a field goal. They were at the 40. Uh, FAU's 49. Third and 13. He ran for 16 yards. Was tackled by Eddie Williams. Uh, and then on uh, another drive, they had a third and seven that they completed. Those things can't happen. You got to be able to get off the field on third down and medium and third down and long. Uh, th- those are prime defensive stop positions. You can't ha- be having miscommunications on defense on third and 13. That's how you lose football games. Yeah, you know, I, your defense has to be able to get off the, the field. I, I think, I, I, yeah, I, and I, they're not having a sack guy doesn't see that, that like, so that third and 13, when you have that Lee eight McCarthy, that can kind of pin his ears back and cause pressure. I don't have that guy right now. So, but it, I don't it, think that's the reason why that play happened. I think that play happened. Uh, if I remember correctly, do not quote. I'm me just saying more in general. I'm not it. talking about that play in general. I, I'm just, I, I, or I'm not talking about that play particularly. I'm saying more in general, when you don't have that guy that could just pin his ears back on third and long. Yes. That hurts. Hard, Cause that if hurts. you give a quarterback time, I don't care if it's third and 80, you know, the, the rules of, college football in the NFL say if you give a guy time you receive you know a DB is going to hold somebody's going to bust open yes. so yeah they I think they got to figure out a way to create more pressure I, I would I would like to see the blitzing come up a little bit use some of that speed uh, I'd like to see yes you know, I do agree there I would like to see FAU send five or send six on more plays I yeah. think that you have too much speed in the linebacking core and even on the defensive line where you should not be lining guys off, uh, you know, not with their hand in the dirt uh, and lining them as more stand-up linebackers and trying to see if they can just be damn faster than everyone else. Like uh, put Jalen Joyner in a position where you just say, Hey, go be faster than someone else. Let's not try and make you stronger than someone else. Let's try and make you faster than someone else because you, you either win, you, you either win games as being faster than someone else or being stronger than someone else. FAU needs to chart trying to be faster than someone else. Yeah. I've I, I, had too many athletes on the field to not try and be that. I, I will say this, though, that some of the doom and gloom, and I get it a lot, you know, people text me, people I know, is just, you know, I get it. This team has holes. And I'm not sitting here saying FAU's a great team, but this, we're a bad Conference USA team. We're a mediocre Conference USA team. No, if Nikosi Perry doesn't throw that one interception, we probably win yesterday. And this conversation is completely different. Yes. Even and despite, so, I'm not even talking about the fumble, like the other four, the other touchdown we spotted them. You, you know could probably I mean? turn over the ball four other times. Yeah. But if that play doesn't happen, 
you win that game and it's yeah. an ugly win, but you win the game. Yeah. And that's you, all that matters. In you go in the second half and two things happen. One, FAU can run their more traditional offense, which was helping protect the offensive line. Two, Dylan Hopkins had also thrown a couple balls that almost got picked off. You know, if you remember, they had the one where the guy fell, you know, we got lucky um, and just dropped what would have been an easy touchdown for UAB. But you remember on the next play, Zion dropped a pick six to himself. So, it, you know, eventually, you know, forcing Dylan Hopkins and maybe a game that, you know, at that point, if it was, let's say, you know, 21-17 and, you know, maybe we go out and, you know, we take another drive in or they, we each team's exchange touchdowns in the third quarter, something like that. He's being forced to throw the ball more. Their mistakes were going to start coming. You know, Dylan Hopkins yeah. is not good enough to play, to throw the ball 30, you know, another 11, 12 times without starting to make mistakes in that game. So, you know, I know I'm getting burned on Twitter with you. Oh, we crushed you eight sacks. Yeah. Like the wheels came off for FAU in that game. And it, it, it just happened. It's the design the of UAB FAU. did not play well. It's just this football team. We are not great from becoming from behind. And like, that's what, you know, we're learning about this team. If this team has to play out of its element, they're not good. And it can make a game seem worse than it really is. We saw this with the Air Force game. Now we've seen it with the UAB game. Where just a couple of things happen, and and I don't even think it's coaching. I know some people want to talk about coaching. They don't have the dudes. Like they just they don't have the guys to just drop back and throw the ball forty times. But if in rhythm, their offense is is pretty explosive. So, which kind of brings me to my next point. You know, I, I, every FAU loss, and there's a lot of people who per I predicted us to lose this game. I was very back and forth, but um. You know, uh, uh, the six that we're going to be six and six. We can't win on the road. You know what? Like, you know what? Maybe is your truce or a slip up in there? Does going to Western Kentucky still scare me? Because Bailey Zappi can throw for 500 yards for anybody and they can just win 55, 52. Sure. But guys, we're probably going to be favored in every game the rest of the year. Maybe not Charlotte. I don't know about Charlotte. You, you don't think we've, Charlotte gave up. Let's see. Um, Charlie gave up 600 yards to FIU. I don't think that will be favored because it's a road game. Okay. And well, I'm going to put, I'm going to go find somebody who's going to take my kidney as payment then. <laughs> but like, so, but th this goes back to what I wrote. My takeaways piece is the goal does not change because you lose to UAB. The goal does not change because you lose one conference. I, I think it's how we lost hurts more. I, I even said on the Shula yes. Bowl, with Eric Henry, I said, you know, there's a scenario where FAU goes and loses this game. You know, I think 24, 20, you know, a couple calls don't go our way. Muck it up. You don't really learn anything about teams. UAB is probably one of the best teams on the West. We're probably one of the best teams in the East. We lost a close game. We lost a game that was pretty close in one play kind of just broke it open. Right. Yes. It, I, like, yes, we were driving to our third straight touchdown on them. And it just that game, it flipped the game. And you I know, think I think that's the problem that UAB showed nothing where I said, if we play them again, we can't beat them. Nothing like our A game beats them. Because I don't our think the game beats. probably beats them. Yes, our B game probably. Yes, beats them. that's what hurts most about yesterday. UAB doesn't have anything explosively offensive enough to run away from anybody. So, you know, nonetheless, maybe we'll see them again. Maybe we'll see UTSA. But we got to take care of our business. 
You know, if you want to look at our next opponent without getting too many, Charlotte, um, FI, Charlotte didn't even have 400 total yards versus FIU. Granted, there was a pick six in there, similar to our, with FIU and us. FIU threw for nearly 500 yards for Charlotte. Yeah, they're a beatable team. They've yes. played well this year. Complete credit to Will Healy and that staff there. They've built a football team that competes. They've won some big games, uh, you know, particularly the season opener against Duke. But that does not mean that there's some unbeatable football team. There is maybe one team in Conference USA who I look at right now and say, that's the best team in Conference USA, and that's UTSA. Everyone else is pretty much at the same level. FAU, Charlotte, UAB, they're probably at the same level. Marshall maybe is at that level. There might be a step lower with the way that they played this season. But you have two of your next three conference games are Marshall and Charlotte. Those will be the games that determine who FAU is. Not the game against UAB. Not the game against Air Force. Not the game against Florida. The game against Charlotte and the game against Marshall will determine if UAB is for real or FAU is for real or if they're a yeah, well, UTEP's five and two, but yeah, I, I I think FAU has the team. UTEP, play. look, for, first of all, UTEP hasn't beaten anyone, but yes, they're five and one two, I guess. Yeah, uh, I think the Charlotte in. one. Charlotte isn't a great team. They they have a porous defense. You know, we know Chris Reynolds at this point. The kid can go make some plays. You know, they're not they're not a terrible team, but like if I think who we are, and I think our a game is probably about two touchdowns better than Charlotte. If FAU gets their A game, I would not be worried. My problem is, have we gotten their A game on the road yet at all under Willie Taggart? No. And this is not going to start going into a, is Willie Taggart on the hot seat? Because first of all, he's not on the hot seat. But have they played their A game in any game on the road this season, including FIU last season? Because no, I don't think but I, I think this FIU. is, you know, here's your, here's kind of your big opportunity, right? Like, yes. go win this one. You have an extra four days to decompress and prepare and, you know, maybe, you know, get, get Nikosi's hand, right. All that good stuff, you know, get everyone healthy, get everyone healthy, get, get everyone, everyone who's healthy. banged up because there, there are probably guys banged up on defense too, that Willie Tackert doesn't mention. There's probably guys banged up on, on the offense as well, because just because it's been six games already, you know, guys get beat up. So getting that bye week and going into Charlotte on the road on a Thursday night and beating them. Everything that's been said about the UAB game will be forgotten if you beat Charlotte because that means you're leading the division now. You're leading yep. Conference USA East right now. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the goals are all still ahead. You know, it just – if you look at – God, man, if you look at Conference USA East, I mean, I know it, it. it's not the year where, you know, but, like, there's going to be a lot of teams beating up on each other. It's just – you know, the, the Conference USA East has the early looks of like a two-loss tiebreaker between like three teams is <laughs> going to send somebody out of the division. So again, FEU might be you know favored in every single game from here on out. Um, uh, maybe not Charlotte, but if it's not, I mean, again, Charlotte just struggled with like struggled with F to beat FIU. Yeah, I mean, they they aren't that amazing of a team either. You know, they're a beatable football team. Just go out and play your A game. Go out and show, you know, who FAU is. And if, as, as Willie Tigers talked about multiple times, their goal is to be an elite football team that wins the conference championship or competes for it. Now's your time to show it. Yeah. Now's yeah. your time to show it. Yeah, that'd be a big win. Um, I'm not – also, one big thing, absolute pet peeve, 
pet peeve. I see it on message boards. I see it in the Twitterverse. I'm going to let you guys know right now the, the percent that the American conference cares about like wins and losses with FAU and UAB of the, Oh, that wasn't a great showing for the American. Uh, they don't, they don't care. care. They, they don't, don't care. care. You, you realize you, these people are making decisions based, based on how much money they can make on TV and all this stuff. And they're not going to do it based on like one road game. Like that, that's not, you, you think, you, um, imagine making a, uh, imagine a conference, making a decision based off like one season or a few <laughs> games or what yeah. exactly. Oh, they, they struggled against now. UAB. They, we can't have them. UAB had two winning football seasons <laughs> at be, between 2000 and when their football program was shut down. Okay. Like, well, let's see what happens with UAB's football program once Bill Clark leaves. Okay. That's the, that's how you make those types of decisions. You base, you do it based off resources. You know, it, it, it's like, you just don't do it based on one game or two years. It's zero percent. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. People would it does argue. not matter. No one cares. Ugh, no one like, in the American cares. Yeah. No one in the American was sitting around. Well, you know, Ugh. we were going to pick FAU, but you know, Nikosi they just lost the UAB. They yeah, lost the UAB. Nikosi, we can't yeah. have them. Yeah. I, I know they have all the great facilities and, you know, they're, they're really invested in the program and their president's on board and all this stuff. But, you know, that, that, that fifth year senior went out there and threw, uh, you know, had a bad game, so put the, put the ball up too many times. It just, we're just going to go with the team who's hot right now and not consider we're going with UTEP. Yes. Yes. UTEP to the American, just because that's, I guess that's how in the Twitterverse, how we choose um, conference teams. Yes. UTEP just because they're hot. They want, they're winning right now. That's the only thing that matters, you know, like, Oh, it's so frustrating. Like people like, like, the, like the, like the American was sitting around watching that game. Like it was, uh, I'm making a, a, a popular reference, but like it was squid games yesterday and FAU having to survive to get in the American. No, like what, what? No, FAU could lose out or win out and it changes the percentage on the American 0.0 again. Colorado State, I think, is lost to Vanderbilt, and got. And they were being considered. They were being considered. Yes, before everyone. <laughs> also, wait, Shane, you want to know why? Because fall. they their athletic budget's twenty million dollars higher than ours. That's why. Like, but like Twitter's still like, why would somebody pick Colorado State? They lost to Vanderbilt. It's like what? No, like again, I I don't know how much more evidence I need that. These little individual games. games and yes, it's matter. nice to win them. It's, it matters on Twitter when you're arguing with Jeff Blazer fan 49, but it, it, it doesn't really matter in any conference USA decision. Shane, or, or, Shane, Shane I, I have to go back to this. Have you watched Squid Games or did you just make that rack? No, I've, I watched the entire thing in a, like a day and a half. So. All right, I'm glad you at least watched it first. Yeah. So. <laughs> but no, it doesn't matter. They they don't care. They, yeah. they don't care. They, they make it's literally like judging Apple. And I'm not saying we're Apple stock, but imagine like if you just woke up one day and like Apple stock was down two percent, and you're like, ah, never invest <laughs> in those guys. Never buying an iPhone again. Yeah. Or, or yeah, no, I'm just, yeah, not investing with them. Like no, that's not how they make decisions. 
you know, if Toyota come, it comes out with one bad car, they're just not. So again, guys, don't, don't like the, the, these games have no bearing on where we're going to go conference realignment wise. Yes. It's just, you want to win these because you want to win a conference championship. That's the goal. Whatever conference you're in is to win a conference championship. That's the goal for every team in the nation is to win a conference championship. Now, Alabama and other teams have higher goals than just winning a conference championship, but that's the first step to it. So, like, no, they don't care. They don't care. No one cares. Like, the, the grand scheme of it, no one cares that you lost to UAB. Yeah. Well, all fans, relax. Tough game. We got to figure out these road problems. I, I would say, I would argue, I would argue our season probably hangs on hinges on next thursday i think it hinges on the next three games yeah well i uh, know i i you can't lose one i i think you got a pretty much uh, i you you you're allowed one more loss yes you just have to make sure i can't that's why i says i think it can't be i i think i think fau needs to go two and one in the next three games regardless of who they lose so i think Dude, Mar- marshall went to overtime with old dominion i mean I yes just, you you should be beating marshall this year they're not good but yes. <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, uh, just go get get a win on the road. Go win. Go and win. You got two just wins win. in a place where you've won 12 in a row, and you, you'll be feeling much better, better in three weeks, FAU fans. Other than that, thank you for all your guys' support. Um, I will be back. We'll be watching the game at Irishman next Thursday, so we'll be doing that. I, I don't have any more weddings or other things I need to attend to <laughs> during away games, um, so we're just we're, we're back into it. Um, Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon.